Coming up on Influencing Entrepreneurs. Putting a yard of ribbon on a candle is extra. Right. Putting a dust cover on is extra. But they're the little touches that make a big difference. It's the difference of folk music with just a guitar and a Justin Timberlake song. Like, it's just well-produced. So I want to be more like a Justin Timberlake song. A little bit more (laughs) well-produced. This season of Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. After years of teaching entrepreneurship and consulting business owners, I realized that true knowledge comes from the wins and losses of those entrepreneurs. These are the stories of those business leaders. I'm Kazmer Ward, and this is Influencing Entrepreneurs. The mistake I keep making is calling you a candle company. And what are you actually selling? We actually sell a consumable, personalized gift. And, and how long did it take for you to realize that that's what you were selling and it was more than just a candle? Probably the first time we had an opposition to candles when I was talking to a retailer and they said, oh, we don't need any more candles. We've got plenty of candle lines. And I said, oh, that's great. You're clearly a candle destination. So yeah. that's good. But we are different. We are a consumable, personalized gift. So let's say I want to buy a teacher gift. I want to buy a friend who's moving to town a gift. This is a great personalized gift, but it's not a three-letter monogram. So you go way back in time when I was doing three-letter monograms for people. If someone didn't know their middle name, they couldn't do a monogram. But I know where what part of town you live in, so I right. can give you a gift. And, and so, and really, just finding out their address or their location, it, it personalizes it right off the bat. Yes. So, so we're, we're looking at one of them here, and I, and we, I want to come back to the name in a okay. moment. Okay. Okay. But uh, I think we are opening the Myers Park. Yes. We're opening Myers Park. So I, I'm going to take a take it out and take a smell. Smells expensive. It, as it should. And, and and how do you come up with the scent profiles? That was an evolution. What? We kept coming up. The fun thing about the Charlotte collection is that I had this fragrance and said, it needs to be named Myers Park. But then when we said, okay, we want a Dilworth fragrance, we said, what does it need to smell like? Right. So we started crafting fragrances based on the personality of the different areas of Charlotte. Now, I'm from Gastonia, but I don't think I want to smell a and candle from there. It's not about, yeah, it's not okay. about that. Okay. Um, right. It is, it's the vibe. Okay. It's what, what vibe does it give? Um, so. And you said you had 27 different profiles. Yes. And they, they, as you work with your retailers, they help this side. They decide. Those so if a store owner loves something, they're going to sell more of it. Uh-huh. So there are a couple stores in the country that do not like, the owner does not like the smell of Myers Park. And even though we say this fragrance, grapefruit, citrus, and evergreen is our number one seller, they don't want it. Uh-huh. And if they don't want it in their store, they don't have to have it. They know their clientele. They know, and you sell what you like. Right. And going back to the mom and pops. Is there anything you found as you go out, out regionally that they are or nationally you find out, oh, this area just does not like apple um, or something. Pennsylvania is a hard state for neighborhoods. They do more boroughs. Okay. So finding out what to name the candles has sometimes been challenging. Okay. So enter Madeline, mm-hmm. our director of marketing mm-hmm. and now creative director. She said, why does it only have to be the place? Why couldn't it be the reason someone's buying a candle? So she started helping our stores come up with names like happily ever after 
So it would say, instead of saying Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, right. it would say happily ever after. Let's put a white bow on that. Right. Well, that, that changed the game completely for our store owners because now they could think of anything that they wanted to put on these candles right. within reason. Um, so it wasn't just limited to neighborhoods. It was occasions. It was sweet friend. It was hostess with the mostest. So now you have these stores that start with the neighborhoods and now they start growing and having their collection just continue to add on to continue to meet the needs of their customers. So, so with all of this, so with this, the, the candles, the packaging, the label, is, does it stay in Charlotte for all of that? Um, all the candles are poured here in Charlotte. Um, all of our materials are sourced in the U.S., as much as humanly possible. Um, it came in really handy when other candle companies weren't able to source their products because they were coming on a boat. Okay. And ours were coming from Hickory. How about, so, 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 so while all those materials are coming in, where is all the labeling being done? Everything is done in-house. We're on Monroe Road. Still right come here? Visit. Yeah, come visit us. Excellent. So <laughs> We so, have 30, 39 employees right now. Um, we're in about 11,000 square feet, and we hand pour every candle. We hand label, hand tie a bow. It's a yard of ribbon on every candle. Are you still hand pouring, hand labeling? I am not doing any of those things. So, so what does it take to pull you away from those activities? Because this is your baby at that point. Um, yeah, I am a perfectionist. Um, I'm very extra, I've been told. Right. Yes, so... All the people under the age of 25 use that word a lot, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I'm very extra. So putting a yard of ribbon on a candle is extra. Right. But putting a dust cover on is extra. But they're the little touches that make a big difference. Um, you know, it's, it's the difference of folk music with just a guitar and a Justin Timberlake song. Like, it's just well-produced. So I want to be more like a Justin Timberlake song. A little bit more well-produced. <laughs> well, with that production, tell me about the name. So this actually, I wanted to teach my daughters 10 years ago how to develop a product line. And it was the summer. They were eight and nine. They were home from school. And I said, girls, I'm going to teach you about sourcing. I'm going to teach you about packaging. I'm going to teach you about naming, pricing. I really would love for you to learn how to develop a product line. And they said, can we just have a lemonade stand? And I said, no, we're going <laughs> to develop a product line. So um, I wanted them involved. So the candles are soy. Um, soy burns cooler, it burns longer, and it's better for the environment. It's a bean, um, and it's grown by U.S. farmers. So I'm a big fan of that versus paraffin, which is a petroleum product. Not a huge fan of that. Um, so we were talking about the candles, that soy, soy is a bean. And Ella said... My nickname's Ella Bean. Granddaddy calls me Ella Bean. And so I was like, all right, Ella B it is. I, we dropped the bean. Ella B is named after Ella. And a brand just... I, I didn't know it was going to turn into this. I thought it was just developing a product line with the girls. So, you know, I brought up earlier is you scaled so quickly. You've made it clear that you have not incurred any debt along the way. You've That's continued right. to, to um, bootstrap this along the way and just scale it at an incredible rate. Mm -hmm. What, what do you attribute that to? I found for us, we're more careful with our decisions when it's our money, when we're not borrowing it, 
So making decisions, realizing that if we do this, then we can't do this. Um, doing ourselves as long as we can before we hired somebody. Um, that probably caused a lot of stress. Um, maybe it would have been better in the long run to borrow a little bit and hire somebody. But we just, I sleep really well at night. Um, I'm not worried about anything. If for some reason we end this, we end it. I, we'd be kind of silly at this point to end it. Right. But if we wanted to, and knowing that we could walk away from it has given us the ability to make wise decisions. Um, and just to be careful. You know, it may cost us a couple more cents to only get one pallet of glass versus 10 pallets. But do we really want to tie that much cash up? Is it really worth it? And what if something changes? What if we find that what did work doesn't work anymore and now we've got a warehouse full of stuff? So when I was in college, I really connected with a Holine manufacturing. Um, and I liked that idea. What, what is your plan going forward? Is it is it more personalized gifts? Is it an exit? Is it the next product or company? How much time do you have? Um, <laughs> we, we have two lines really in our company now. This was what started it. This continues to just grow. We have new stores all the time that are reaching out to us. Um, and we do territory protect. So if we're in one shop in Oxford, Mississippi, you're not going to find us in another store in Oxford, Mississippi. So our loyalty to that retailer, um, is really important. Then we don't sell online. So you, I don't know if you went on our website, you can't buy a candle I would, No, I was. I was shocked. I, I, I would have assumed. We are would've... fiercely loyal to our retailers. And for that, they're fiercely loyal to us. So that's really cool. So that we call that our neighborhood or our local line. And then we partner with a lot of hotels, um, a lot of spas, a lot of brands to manufacture candles and their signature scent. So if you walk into a hotel and you notice, wow, it smells really good in here, you might be able to go to the gift shop and buy a candle in that fragrance. We very well may be making that candle. So our brand is removed. It's all about them and all about their brand. But that volume is great. The partnership is great. The creativity is what I love. Does it still feel like a side hustle? Hmm. Well, not for a while. It felt like, it felt like I was being drowned for a while. Um, and what we realized through EO, through being a student, um, you know, myself, even though I have a business and it's successful, that doesn't mean that I don't need to keep learning. So, um, reading books, listening to podcasts, being a student, I learned that I didn't have the right people in the right seats. So we started putting the right people in the right seats and about a year and a half ago, hired a general manager and that changed everything. Um, I felt this weight lifted off. And was there a pain point that, because I'm sure you knew you had to do that, but there was something holding you back from doing I it. I didn't trust anybody. Right. I mean, is, is anybody going to be as fastidious about all the details? Right. Maybe not, but it might mean that I can have time to come meet with you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it worked out great, but, yeah. but when was enough enough that you were going to get a general manager? About two years ago, we started the search. Okay. Um, and that was awesome. In fact, uh, last month, my husband and I took the month off. Wow. And we focused on each other and our family and our home. And um, our team did a great job. And I think that for me is the long-term model, taking these mini retirements 
not leaving, not selling. It's, we've got a great gig. I don't want to leave. I love it. I miss the, I miss the people more than I miss the work. Um, but I was able to come back and have a job waiting for me. You, you mentioned continuously being a student. Could, could we part on possibly maybe some of the best advice or something you took away from a reading or a class or EO that really is just, I need to make sure I, I'm doing this every day? I mean, there are a thousand books that I could start spitting off. Um, but How to Win Friends and Influence People is a book I should have read 25 years ago. Um, and what was your biggest takeaway from that? Just really caring more about people and slowing down and not being so driven that I don't truly care about people. And I do care about people, but it sometimes doesn't manifest in the way that I communicate. So slowing down, listening, truly caring. Have you found that caring for people drives them in a more positive manner as well? Um, I think the bottom line is less important and quality of life is more important for me. So that's what I've seen improve. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to meet and discussing your company. I, I can't wait to, uh, to light this this evening. Yes, I hope and you enjoy it. Excellent. Thank you so much. Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Education or visit casmerward.com to catch up on previous episodes.